Alright, good morning everyone. We're at Lamed Hayam and Aleph, the beginning of the sixth parak of Brachos. And we start off with a question because we love doing that. Says the Mishakate said Mivarakanal Haperos, how does one make a blessing on fruits, on things that grow, on on wonderful foods? Alperos Elon, on fruits of a tree, who omer bore periha eats. We make the bracha bore periha eats. Chutz, the only exception of something that grows from a tree, yet we don't make the bracha of haeits, is chutz minayayin, except for wine. Sheal hayayin, because due to the importance of wine, as we'll get to later on, shahayayin, who omer bore periha gafen. We make a different bracha of bore periha gafen, that it comes from the vine. Yal peris aretz, and when it comes to peris aretz, it comes from things that grow from the ground, who omer bore periha adama, you always make haadama, chutz minapas, the only exception to that rule of something that that grows from the ground, yet you don't make a hadama is bread. Because pas, again, we talk about that God took our bread from the ground. When it comes to vegetables, Omer Bore Periha Adama. And vegetables as a whole, we make a Bore Periha Adama. Rabbi Huda Omer Bore Minidishayim, we make a different bracha. We want to be more specific. We don't want to just say that which grows from the ground. A lot of things grow from the ground. We want to think, we want to talk about Exactly the Dishayim, the herbage or herbage that comes from the ground, specifically referring to vegetables, not other things. You can't just put everything together, beans and legumes and uh, and uh, and whatever else. And vegetables that grow from the ground, we have to be very specific to talk about vegetables and nothing else. The more specific, the better. That's what Rebbe Huda wants. Zonos. Zonos. Well, we'll get to later on. Zonos is a new... The new is an invention that we'll get to later on of things that come from the ground and have enough chashivas that they are out of Adama but not yet hamotzi. If you're uh, around tomorrow, 11 o'clock, very exciting shirba, Mizonos. Granola bars, breakfast cereals, Nature Valley bars, very exciting shirba. I will later. I don't send out a text till like 1 a.m. All right, so how do we know that there is even a concept of making brachos? Kodesh Hilulim Hashem. The Pazik is talking about that uh, we should we should praise God. Talking about food, we're talking about a certain type of food, and we're going to get to it in a second. We're talking about food, we're talking about Hilulim Hashem. Hilel is a language of praise, that we should praise God, and it is in the plural. So, what can you have where you praise God in the plural? Melamik Shetun and Brachel if name must be something requires a bracha before and after. That's why you're talking about praising God in the plural because it's talking about both before and after, and therefore that's the idea of a bracha. From there, Mikan Amar Rebbe Akiva, from there Rebbe Akiva learns that you're not allowed to eat anything before you make a blessing because it says Kodesh Shilum Hashem. It belongs to God, and therefore you have to praise it before you're able to get possession, before you're able to eat it. Now, on that, the Gorsh says, well, wait a minute. The high Kodesh Yilum L'Hachiyudasa? Is that what the Pasuk is coming to tell you? When the Pasuk says the words Kodesh Yilum L'Hashem in the middle of Ayikra, you think it's coming to tell you that one is required to make a bracha? That one is supposed to praise this food before they eat it? Haimi Bailei, it comes to teach us the following thing. Now, before we start this, we should realize that there's two options about what the Gemara is possibly going to tell us. Either the words Kodesh Yilum Hashem teach us the concept of Kerem Revai. Kerem Revai is that your, your, your vineyard, that in the fourth year of growth, you have to take the grapes, you have to, you have to either um, bring them to your shalim, or you have to, uh, you have to, um, 
exchange them, we'll call that, for money. And then when you exchange it for money, then you're able to eat it. That's one idea. Or it's talking about the idea of netter, of netrevai. Netrevai is any type of food that you, or anything that grows from the ground, that again, on its fourth year, either you bring it up to your shalim, or you go ahead and you uh, and you uh, you uh, you exchange it for money, and then you're able to eat that food. So the Gemara says, "Haimi Bailey, we need it for the following teaching." Chad First, you have to uh, exchange it. You have to exchange the food for the money. The Achle, and only then are you allowed to eat it. That's that's one word of the word Hillel. The Edoch and the other usage of the word Hillel. The only things that are uh, that are connected to song, connected to this idea that you have to exchange them for the money before you eat it. But things that are not connected to song, so those those don't require you to exchange them for money because, again, this opinion would be saying that the word Kodesh Yilum Hashem is telling you that Kerem Revoy, the fourth year of growth from a vineyard, is something that requires shira because it is a wine which is associated with song and before you eat it either you bring it to your shlime or you exchange it for money that you'll bring to your shlime then you're allowed to eat it by yain yain in general is always talk always associated with song yain as a as a as an entity yain as an entity right not necessarily that you're going to say but yain as an entity is is, is connects to song we say shira al yain and we do different things al yain so so if you're talking about things that come from a grape things that come from a vineyard so then that's going to be talking about wine and wine is something that's always associated with song Sure, sure. The six parish, parish b'shach, shiras dayam, shiras devor, all, yeah, all, yeah. So vidach. Uh, so that's that's one opinion. V'she'enu ton shira, but things that aren't going to be associated with song, i.e., not wine. They wouldn't require you to first affect their uh, their exchange. You just be able to eat it straight. How do you know that the only thing that we say shira on is if you have wine? You have something from the from the threshing floor that makes people happy and God. So So fine, of course, it can make people happy. But why is God happy by wine? Because we're going to say shiro with wine, and that's going to make God happy. So therefore, because of that. We see that wine in general is associated with shira, and therefore, when it says kodesh yilum Hashem, it's coming to teach you that number one, you only have to do the, you only have to, you only have to exchange it for money when it's something that is associated with shira, which is only wine. So the Gemara says, okay. So now, so therefore, uh, you therefore, so now you have this positive kodesh yilum Hashem is teaching you two things. Number one, that you have to exchange something that this stuff that grows in the fourth year needs to needs to go to your slime or you have to exchange it for money before you go to your slime. That's one. And then number two, it's telling you that it's unique 
to wine. So therefore, you no longer have any words left over to teach you about the bracha. Now there's another opinion that says, no, it's not teaching you about wine, rather, it's teaching you that all foods are required to, you're required to, uh, to exchange it and bring it to your, bring the money to your slime. Well then, you still have one word extra, because then the positive is only teaching you that, that all foods must be, uh, all foods in their fourth year must be redeemed and brought to your shalim. The, the money must be, the, you have to redeem the food, then bring the money to your shalim, which means that it's not telling you specifically wine, it's telling you all foods. So the Quran says, If you hold that this puzzle can teach you about netzervai, which is all items in their fourth year, so okay, so then you have an extra word, you have the word hila, one extra word to teach you about the concept of a bracha. But if you hold that this puzzle can teach you about wine, so you've used the word hila for two different things, so now again, you don't have any words extra to teach you about the concept of a bracha. One says that the puzzle is talking specifically about wine, that wine is the only type of food that has to be exchanged, uh, that has to be brought to Yerushalayim in its fourth year, and that has to be redeemed. If you're not going to bring the food itself to Yerushalayim, but you're going to bring the, the money, the chatani netzervayim. And the other opinion says, no, it's not just wine, it's all foods, all things that grow from the ground in their fourth year must be brought to Yerushalayim. Now, and even the opinion that learns that it's talking about caravai, it's talking about things that grow from the wine, so still, I would know that it's, that this puzzle is uniquely talking about wine without using the word hilal, because again, that's the operative word that the Gora is trying to say, that the word hilal is what tells you you have to make a bracha, hey, laman, laman, so I can do it without the word hilal because I have xereshava. Titania, Rebbe Omer Nemar Khan, the host of Lechem Tevuah here, by our parsha of Kodesh uh, Hashem, it says, of Lachem And therefore, the word Tavua is the operative word. And later on, we see that Tavua is associated with a Karen, with a, with, a, with, a, with a vineyard. So therefore, we would again, we would already know that the Pazak is talking about wine, and since the Pazak is already talking about wine, that would teach me that that pasuk is talking about wine, which again would leave an extra word Hillel available to teach me the concept of a bracha. So mala halon karim, just like there it's a it's a vineyard af kan karim. So to here it's a vineyard. Therefore, I would have an extra word iyasule chad hilo. Then I would have one extra word, one extra time where the Torah says the word Hillel and that would be teaching me the bracha and then at least I would have a source that you could have to make a bracha because again Kodesh Hashem would the word Hillelim there would be is in the plural and one of the words Hillel would be extra but if you don't have the Hillel again then you need both words Hillel to teach me something else one to teach you that you have to redeem things in the fourth year and the other to teach you specific to wine and then once you would do that I no longer would have any words left to teach me that you have to make a bracha but the truth is even if I have one word available to teach me a bracha if I have to say well which word is this going to be where is it more common to have a bracha I would know about a bracha chrona. I wouldn't know about a bracha rishona because again at least there's a Torah concept of a bracha chrona. so since there's a general Torah concept i.e. benching of a bracha chrona, so now if I have one pasuk that says there's a pasuk out there that says you have to make a bracha so I would assume that the Torah time you'd have to make some bracha chrona, not a bracha rishona because we have no uh, Torah concept of a bracha rishona. 
Skorna says, the truth is, hello, Kasha. Once you know that you have to make a bracha chrona, a bracha rishona would just logically follow. Because, if you have to make a bracha when you're satiated, where you've already enjoyed the food, therefore you don't appreciate it that much, for sure when you're hungry before you've eaten it, that you're more appreciative of the food, for sure you would have to make a bracha. And therefore, once you learn the concept that you have to make a bracha chrona, you would also naturally know that you have to make a bracha rishona as well. Because again, we're always looking to how much could you praise God, and after you've eaten, your level of praise isn't as high because you don't feel as needy. As opposed to before you make the bracha, you feel much, much needier, so therefore you would for sure have to make a bracha. So still, good. But the most we have is that you have to make a bracha on a vineyard. You wouldn't know on wine, wouldn't know anything else. Sharminim, the yellow of Mikaren, Sharminim, everything else, the yellow of Mikaren, you would have to learn it from a vineyard because again at this point the only source we have is that you would have to make a bracha on something uh, something special something like uh, something like uh, like wine but how would you know anything else we'll say okay we'll learn it from wine so ma karen Dabra hanana, wine is something you get benefit from. The Torah bracha, and you have to make a bracha on it. Afkol dabra shanana, Torah bracha. So seemingly you can learn that, okay, this is just the source. This is the main place where the Torah says that anything that you benefit from, you have to make a bracha. So, so to any in the world, whatever you benefit from, you have to make a bracha. So, Ikkala Mifrach, you can ask against that. No, no. Malakaren shekein chayev ba'olos, ba'olos. That wine has extra obligations. Vineyards have extra obligations. They have the they have the obligations of that if you have one uh, one standalone row of grapes, you have to leave that alone for the uh, for the for the poor people. So we see that maybe wine, just because you have a concept that you have to make a bracha on wine, maybe you can't learn that from anywhere else because we find different halachas regarding wine than anything else in the world. So the Gemara says koma tochich, koma tochich. So so we find something. We know that you have to make bracha on bread, on grain, right? You have to bench on grain. And therefore, we again, we assume that if you have to bench on it, you also have to make a bracha rishona. And therefore, there's at least a concept that now we know that you have to make a bracha on wine and you have to make a bracha on bread. Now, you could then say, you could say, wait a minute, but maybe bread is more strict because there's an obligation of challah. So now you try to learn it from wine, and you said the problem with wine is you find extra obligations by wine, so therefore you don't necessarily know they have to make a bracha on wine. You try to learn it by bread, they have to make a bracha by bread, the problem is by bread also there are extra obligations, so how could you learn that to, to having some uh, to having a, a, a carrot which has neither of the two? So you could say, well, you could say, each one's obligation is not like the other, and if each one's obligation is not like the other, that brings about that, okay, you try to learn it from wine, you say, well, maybe wine is more machmer in the sense that you have to leave some grapes over when you work in the field. The problem is that, wait a minute, you find on the other side that you have to make a bracha by bread, and bread doesn't have that. Um, so, uh, so v'chazradin lo raizek raizev lo raizek raizev. What's the what's the common denominator between bread and wine? Hatzara shavish shavahed davar shenana. It's something you benefit from v'ton bracha, and you have to make a bracha, and therefore you can broadcast that everywhere. Afkol davar shenana ton bracha. So then everything in the world, if you benefit from it, you have to make a bracha. Someone says it's no good because malat zada shavish shaben shabo shekain yesh botzam mizbech. Both bread and wine at some points go on the mizbech. Bread as a korban mincha, flour goes on the mizbech. Wine as the sachem. 
So therefore, we uh, we find that there they uh, they both require going on the mizbech, and therefore maybe only things that go on the mizbech require a bracha, but things that don't go on the mizbech perhaps don't require a bracha. And so maybe you can include, you can also learn olives, the because olives also oil goes on the mizbech. Vizayis. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, Vizayis Bitsan Mizbech, you want to learn a bracha by, by, by olives because it goes on the Mizbech. We know that it's called a Kerem. We know that it's called a vineyard. We see it's till the vineyard of, of, uh, of olives. So therefore, since it's called a vineyard, again, the original source for a bracha was the fact that by, uh, by anything that's associated with a vineyard requires a bracha. And now we're saying, well, olive without the fact that it's connected to the Mizbech is naturally requires a bracha because it's connected to the vineyard. So Amr of Papa, Karim, uh, Karim Zayis Ikra, Karim Samalokri. Even olives, they're not called the standard Karim, they're not just called the vineyard. They're called a Karim Zayis, a vineyard of olives. And therefore, again, the bracha is only by just a regular Karim. So now we only have a source in the Torah at the very least for 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 grapes because the Torah says Kodesh Hilulun Hashem and Hilul is talking about praising uh, praising Hashem for this for wine that's one we have a, a concept of Rabracha by bread and we maybe you can put the two of them together that anything else that goes on the Mizbech requires a Bracha so okay maybe you can include a wine uh, you can include olives but everything else is 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 out the door Mikol Mokim Kash because so maybe we can learn it from the seven species of Eretz that you benefit from the tone bracha, and we know that the psukim say after the shivas aminim so it requires a bracha. So perhaps you could say So great, you could say svara that similarly anything requires a bracha. So again, the Gemara says, "Malah shivus aminim shekin chayevus bebikurim." Shivus aminim is worse because it's true that you have to make an, an after bracha on them. But number one, you can't learn that to everywhere else because they're also obligated to be kurim. So we find that they're in more machmer. The ode hatinach laachrav, and also the Torah only talks about making an after bracha by shivus aminim. The fun of me nine. How do you have to make a bracha before? So again, the Gemara says, "Halo kasha to asim bekava chomer." You can learn it from this logical idea. Kishu sovei mevarch. If you have to make a bracha when you're satiated, kishu roiv l'kol shegein. So finally, the Gemara says, "Ulaman detani netervai hatina koldaver natia." You can only include things that are that are planted. The lab bar natia going buster baits and dug and all that. How would you know anything that doesn't grow from the ground? So finally, the Gemara says. Ella Svarahu. The reason why I have to make it, well, you have to make a bracha, is purely a logical point. That why? That bracha. It is prohibited for man to benefit from this world without a bracha, and therefore it's just a svara, no psukim involved, no diarises. It's just a svara that says a person cannot benefit without making a bracha. Shouldn't that be for any mitzvah, though? Well, for any, for any hana, for any benefit. Well, so, don't you get Hanah, even if it's not necessarily immediate? You've done a chesed, you've done a mitzvah? It's not really a Hanah. I mean, it may make you feel good, but it's not. at least it's not a physical Hanah, at the very least. So once it's not a physical Hanah, so we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't be mechai of a bracha on something that's not a, a, a straight physical Hanah. Like even Reach is like a big Kiddush, that Reach should even be called a, a Hanah, even though there's something tangible, something physical, but it's only a, it's only a soulful uh, benefit. So it sounds like we're only going to be beset of a bracha on a food item that there's some physical so benefit. Why make a bracha on a rainbow or on a, you know, a bracha, you know? So that's, that's not yeah. exactly, that's not a birchas, that's not a birchas nenin, that's a birchas of shavach, 
It's, it's, right? These are all berachas ananim. So I'm getting anah, so therefore I make a bracha. So there's other things that, that remind us of the greatness of God. So I make a bracha just on the greatness of God. All right. Roy, that was for you. Yeah. Person can't make it, can't benefit from the world without a bracha. If you benefit from this world without a bracha, mo'al, you have committed me'ila, you have, you have uh, taken something from God without his permission, therefore you have committed a treachery against God. So my takante, so what am I supposed to do if I, if I eat something without making a bracha? No problem. Go by a wise man. So my overlay, what's he going to do for you? He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna probably make you feel bad. I mean, how is it going to help to go to some chacham after you don't make a bracha? Here's what we mean. Um, so again, however they surah, I've done something wrong. How does it have to go by a chacham? Before you eat, go by a chacham. Let him teach you the laws of brachos. In order that you, it doesn't, you don't come to transgress the idea of me'ilah, that you don't come to take something from this world without God's permission. It's like you benefited from things that are consecrated for God. So the, the, the land belongs to God. It sounds like God owns the world. Only the sky belongs to God. We get the land. There's no problem. Even though sometimes it sounds like the land belongs to God, sometimes the land belongs to Hashem. Not a problem. One is before the bracha, all of the land belongs to God. You can't touch it. But after you make a bracha, God says it's all yours. That by making a bracha, you have purchased the uh, the concept of being able to eat this food and you can enjoy it. So Papa anybody who benefits from this world without a bracha, it's like they have stolen from God, and they have stolen from the Jewish people. Because when you eat something without making a bracha, you have taken away goodness from the world. As Rashi says, when you do make a bracha, you bring on goodness into the world. So when I make a bracha on a food, so you have now made it that more apples will grow, more pears will grow, more wonderful things will grow. Well, if you get up there, you don't make a bracha, you have taken that away, so you have stolen stolen from Kleistro. Now this guy is only going to grow 50 apples instead of 70 apples. You owe money. I mean, not really owe money, but you've stolen from him. Shinemar goes to Avivim over Omer in Pesha you are a friend of a destructive person. What does it mean? Who's this other that you stole from? He is God who created you. When it says you stole from your mother, that means now, what's the last part of the puzzle? Not only are you a bad dude, but you are a chavr huli, your other men of us. You don't make a bracha, you're like the same as your other men of us that forced Kleisol to do Avodah Zarah. Because you destroy the relationship between God and man, and therefore you are no different than Yeravim who built Avodah and didn't let Kleisol go to the base of Middash. That's what we do when we don't make brachas. Says the Gemara, Rebchinina bar Papa Rami, he asked the following congregation, Ksiv, lakachti digani bi'ito. I will take my grain in its time. Then it says, Ksiv, vasafti ganacha, that you will gather your grain. Which one is it? So, lo kasha. 
If we do God's will, we get the grain. But if we don't do God's will, then God takes away the grain. We don't make any money. Money has nothing to do with growing grain. It doesn't do with how hard we work. It just has to do with how close we are to HaKadosh Baruch You shall gather your grain. Well, of course. What else would you do? You have all this grain growing? You're just supposed to look at it? What else do you think you're supposed to do? So the fish in Amar, because it says, that you shall never abandon the Torah. You should be involved in the Torah all the time. So Yochel Dvarim Kiksov, you would say, great, I got to be involved in the Torah all the time. I don't have time to work on my field. I don't have time to gather the profits from my field. They have to make time to gather the grain from your field. You have, to, you have to act like the way of the world, meaning you have to go ahead and you have to be involved in, in pursuit of, of, uh, of financial stability. I understand if a person plows during plowing season and he plants during planting season and he, and he, and he cuts down uh, during cutting down season and he is doing his, his, his disha he's, he's threshing that's word during the time of threshing and he's throwing to the wind at the time of throwing to the wind winnowing that's word winnowing so when's he ever going to have time to learn when Klai Yisrael is doing the will of a Kaddish Baruch you won't have to do anything people will do the work for you you'll be able to be the CEO you can just sit around you don't have to do anything don't worry other people will do the work that you that other people will come and they will they will take care of your sheep for you but, but if we're not at a high level of doing Hashem's will, then we're going to be tasked with the labor of doing the work of actually working on our own fields. That you will take care of it. But not just that, when we don't do God's will, not only is it that we ourselves have to work for ourselves, but we also, not only do we have to do our work, we have to do other people's work as well. You will serve your enemies. So, Amar Bai, Harba Azuk Rebbe Shmuel. Many people did like Rebbe Shmuel, meaning they did a balance. They learned a lot of Torah, but also they took care of making sure they had financial stability. The all Sabiyadan, and everything was good for them. They were great. And then people did Kirshim Rechai. People tried to do like Kirshim Rechai and just learn Torah all day. Below all Sabiyadan, it was not successful for them. I beg of you, in the days of Nisan and Tishrei, where are the big money months? I don't want to see you. In order that you aren't bothered with making money, in order that you don't have the financial hardships throughout the year, work two months a year, they'll be able to take care of all of your, your expenses for the rest of the year, and therefore, you got to make sure you take care of your expenses first, and after you're confident that you can take care of your expenses, so then you can go ahead and and you can go ahead and learn, and therefore that's what the Gemara seems to say is what the standard person should do. That the standard person should go ahead and and uh, and go to work uh, and go to work, make a couple bucks, and then devote the rest of their time to learning. 
The earlier generations were not like the later generations. Doros were shown the earlier generations. Oats and Tares and Keva. They made the, the, the main part of their life was Torah. Torah, Torah, Torah. That's what they did. Well, Malachs and right. True, they made a living, but that was very secondary. They had to make enough money to live. But if you ask them, what is their profession? I learned Torah. What do you do? I learned Torah. It's true. I also work a couple hours in the office, but that's not what, who I am. That doesn't define me. I'm defined by the Torah that I learned. And because they did that, Zuvazunis came and beyond them. Both. They were successful at both. They remembered all the Torah that they learned. They took care of all of it. And because they were doing everything the right way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made sure that in the small amount of hours that they worked, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you'll watch. You will be able to have enough money because if you take it seriously and you want to make sure you get back to the base Madrish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I will make sure that you will have enough Parnassah in a very short amount of time. However, Doros Achronim, the late, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Doros Achronim, Shalosim Lach Nakeva, they said, listen, you gotta work. And therefore they made their focus work. They said, I gotta work 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day. Otherwise, how am I gonna pay for day school tuition? They took all their time and they said their focus is gonna be working. And okay, but Doros and I, maybe they learned, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but that wasn't their main thing. So, so, Zu Vizu Lonis Kamiata. Not only did they have to work even harder, and not only did they have to even make any more money, but also, they also didn't get to learn either. They got, they went over too. Um, the Amar Abba Abachana, Amar Rabbi Bar Eloi, uh, you can even see by how people acted. They would go through the front door in order that they could give their 10%. They'd say, well, we want to do something to make sure that by all rules, we are obligated to give Meister on this crop. They would bring their crops through the, through the, through the courtyards, through the roof in order, their carfivos, in order to exempt them from Meister. So therefore the earlier generations made sure to go through the front door because you're only chayev when your meister goes through the front door and these other generations tried to come up with every roundabout way to make themselves not obligated to give away meister. It's not going to be miser until it actually sees the house. And therefore, the later generations did everything they could to exempt themselves. They came up with every loophole in the book and therefore, because they came up with every loophole in the book, they weren't as good as the earlier generations. What? I'm just reading the Gemara. I got nothing to do with it. I'm just reading the words. Shinemar, I wasn't there. Shinemar, Biyarita, Kodesh, Mervais. We see clearly that when it talks to Meiser, it's talking about the Kodesh. So sometimes it's not about, it's not about filling the Halacha. Sometimes it's about developing a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, much more than just filling the Halacha of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Even if you put it in the courtyard, that that itself can make you But we clearly see the difference between the earlier and the later generations was that the earlier generation said we want to have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch we want to do what God wants and the later generation said we just want to follow the Halacha we're not really interested about God. Who's God? God never showed up. We just have a book of laws that we have to go ahead and follow and therefore they would go ahead and go out of the way to find all of the loopholes that we have in the book. Says the Gemara, as you said, that the only that the one of the exceptions of things that grow from trees they don't make a bracha is wine. So the Gemara asks, what's so good about wine? Maybe it's because it has improved. So everyone something improves the shani la bracha. The bracha also improves the hare shem and oil is the same way. The shani la it's also improved, but still. 
Well, if you drink oil, you make the same bracha, you make a bracha, so therefore, why? just because something improves doesn't necessarily make change the bracha. The Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, V'chein Amar Yitzchak, Amar Yechon, Shem and Zayis, Baruch Allah, So, therefore, just because something has changed for the better doesn't necessarily mean you change the bracha. One answer is Amri Hasam Mishumdullah There, because by uh, oil, there's no way to change the bracha. Because what are you going to say? Heikhi Nevarach, what are you going to say? Nevarach Borei Peri Hazayas, you have created the fruit of the olive. The problem is, Perugufa Zayasakri, right? You, there, you can't call it a Zayas. You can't say, oh, olive oil is the, is the fruit of the, of the, uh, of the, of the Zayas because the Zayas is not uh, is a is not what grows from the ground. The zayis is what grows from the tree that grows from the ground, and we never make a bracha based off a uh, what's the word? Based off not something that grows directly from the ground, but something that grows from something else that grows from the ground. Right? The zayis is not the thing that grows from the ground. The zayis grows from the tree which grows from the ground, and we never institute a bracha where we say uh, we say a bracha on something that is not directly from the ground, but something that grows from something else that grows from the ground. You never drink. Well, we're going to get there. That's going to be later. So good. Why don't you say, praiseworthy are you, Hashem, who created, uh, who created stuff that comes from the, from the olive tree. So, Amr Marzut, you're right. The thing is that wine satiates. And therefore, because it satiates, that's why you make a bracha, a special bracha on wine. So, is that true? Is it true that oil doesn't satiate? But it's not. Someone says, I'm not going to eat any food. They're allowed to eat, they're still allowed to eat water and salt because it's not called Muslim. It's not any, it doesn't bring you any satisfaction. Are you telling me that the only thing that's not called the food are water and salt? Everything else is called the muslin, everything else is called satiating? Well, if that would be true, name it to you have to do the Rav They say only make mazonos on the five grains, but here it seems pretty clear that everything is maize on everything satiates. If you say all foods, I'm not going to eat any foods, so you're still allowed to eat water and salt. So therefore, everything is under the category of foods because it brings you some level of satisfaction. Now, it's not called a maison, it's not satiating. Satiating is only the five grains, but everything gives you some degree of satisfaction. So seemingly, oil gives you the same degree of satisfaction as wine. Alma mishchazayin. Oil is one of the things that gives you some degree of satisfaction. It does satiate a little bit, so Gomorrah says, here's the difference. Al-Khamra, Sayyid. Wine is above and beyond. It's not just a little level of satiation. It is a su'uda. It is total satiation. But oil does not. So Gomorrah says, is that true? V'chamra me Sayyid. Does wine really satiate you? V'harava, havashasi chamra komala yomid epischa. On Erev Pesach, when everybody else was peeling potatoes and doing whatever else, not Rava, Rava was sitting back drinking cups of wine. What else would you be doing on Erev Pesach? If you're doing anything else, if you're not sitting there drinking cups of wine, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to go ahead and, and, and peel potatoes. You don't want to do that. So, you have to play golf. You have to go. So therefore, he didn't want to do that, so he would sit back and he would drink wine. So it sounds like, obviously, we know that one has to be hungry on on Pesach and therefore since one has to be hungry on Pesach seemingly uh, you wouldn't be able to be drinking wine so why did but he was drinking wine in order that it would make him hungrier so uh, in order you would eat more so which way is it does wine satiate or does wine make you more hungry Samora says Tuva if you have a lot of wine gar, that's going to make you more hungry 
Porte, if he drinks a little bit of wine, saw it, it is going to satiate. So the one says, really, cause it true that it really satiates? Wine makes a man's heart happy. And bread satiates. So it sounds like Nahama who decide. It sounds like bread satiates. It sounds like wine does not satiate. So the one says, no, here's the deal. Wine is has two things going for it. It's Sayyid, Umisameh. It satiates and it makes you happy. I'm a bread. Misad soy, it's true, it satiates, but smuchilo misamchino, it doesn't make you happy. So if it's so true that it satiates to the same degree as bread, why don't you bench on wine? So the Gorn says, because even though it's true it satiates, but benching isn't just about satiation, it also has to be something that is called a meal. What if I do it? What if I sit there and I and I drink a lot of wine and make them a meal? Now would you say that I have to bench? When Elio comes, he'll tell you whether or not that's an actual, you can actually establish yourself on wine alone. But now you are weird for drinking that much wine, and therefore that's not called making a meal. And since that's not called making a meal, so therefore it would never be something that one would have to make a bracha, uh, one would never have to bench on such a thing because it's not actually called a meal. Uh, when it could be, maybe in the future it will be, but at this point it's not. And therefore, since it's not normal to make it into a meal, therefore one would not have to bench on it. No, for sure, but you're never benching on it. The Gemara's having me is if it's soy to the same degree as bread, it's just like bread you bench on, you should have to bench on, on so wine as well. Is not it's not benching. No, no, it's my angel. Yeah, it's not benching. All right, says the Gemara, Gufa. When it comes to olive oil, so Gorn asks, the same question, what does that mean? If you drink it straight, you just take a, shoot back some olive oil, it's going to hurt you. If one drinks wine of truma, you have to pay back the, uh, the principle. But since you didn't consume it, because that isn't a normal way to consume it, you don't have to pay back an extra fifth. However, hasach shemen shel truma. If you anoint yourself with truma with truma oil, mishalem esakarim mishalem esachomish. You got to pay back both the principal and an extra fifth because that's the only way that's called consumption. Elo de ka'achle ale pas. No, no. You put the oil on the bread. Oh, that's a different story. That's like uh, toast. Ihachi havile pas eker. Well, then still, why are you making a ha'etz on the oil if you put it on bread? The bread is obviously the main gig over here. The hutavol and the oil is secondary. Vitznan zaklal. What's the rule? Koshu ikar vimotfil. Anytime you have. Something, uh, something, the main thing and secondary. Mavarakal ikra poses its failure. You're supposed to eat that which is the main thing, and that exempts, you make the bracha the main thing, that exempts that which is secondary. So the Gorn says, El de Kashaze Ayde Anigron. You drink it through this Anigron. Anigron is what you, uh, is, is this type of food or type of drink that is, uh, that is for health purposes. Now, what is it? The Amar Abar Shmuel, Anigron Mead Silka. It's cooked beets, and you add some oil into your cooked beets. Anis, Sigron, Maya de Kulashalka, and Sigron is water of cooked vegetables. So, uh, so you take your cooked beets, Imkain Havilo, a Negro Nicker. Well, wait a minute. So you take cooked beets and you add some oil into it. So the Negro is the main thing, Vishem and Tavil. And again, the oil is secondary. So why are you making a brach on the oil? Ritznanza, Kalkoshu, Ikravimot, Filum, Varakal, Ikra, Potsot, Fil. You exempt the secondary thing. 
So it says more Hagamai Skinim Bechoshish Begrono. No, you have a your throat is bothering you. The Tanya Choshish Begrono, Lo Yar Ernu Shama Mitchil Bishabas. Shouldn't drink oil straight on Shabbos, because that looks like a Rafu, and you're not allowed to heal yourself on Shabbos. Aval no sin shem and harbus ochani garden, but you're allowed to put oil into this beet juice. Ubalea, and you're allowed to drink it because that looks like you're eating normal stuff, but still there, what do you want to eat? You want to eat the oil. And since you want to eat the oil, your das is on the oil, so the oil becomes the main thing, and the beet juice becomes secondary. So now the Gorn says, Pshita, okay, if that's the case, of course you have to make a brach on the oil. Since all I'm doing is to heal my throat, maybe you should make a brach because it's just for health purposes. Since you benefit from it, even though it's for health, anytime you, there's a benefit as well, you still have to make a bracha. It should be said, the Rashi here is very clear. If this is only talking about something that's a standard food, something that's a food, even though it's for health, uh, so still... Still, you can go ahead and you would make a bracha. But if you have something that wouldn't be a standard food like a pill or any other medicine, even if you benefit from it, you know, it's one of those flavor things, still you wouldn't make a bracha from it if it's considered a medicine. And the only, the Gemara is only starting that since it's a food, even though it's true, this food, the reason why you're eating this food is, it happens to be in this scenario, it's for medicine, but still since it's a food, that's why I make a bracha because you're benefiting from it. But if you had something that wasn't a food, so then there would be no question you would not make a bracha on that type of medicine. Medicine. So if you take the pill and you need water to swallow it, you don't make a bracha? No bracha. No bracha. That's a different story also, but we'll see you later. Okay, we'll stop over here. Uh,